0: You're listening to the Lead Em Up podcast, powered by Chick-fil-A. Hey, thank you for hanging out with us today. I'm Adam Bradley, alongside Kyle Elmendorf of the Lead Em Up team. And today, Kyle, we're going to be jumping into a topic. Listen, if you want to be the man, you have to. In fact, I'll read it from a tweet. A lot of people want to be the man. In quotation marks, but aren't willing to do all the things the man needs to do to become the man. All right, I'll say it again. A lot of people want to be the man, but aren't willing to do all the things the man needs to do to become the man. Now, let me just preface this as we get going here. This is not a gender related or or gender specific episode. We are simply using the metaphor of the man, like that, that person on the team. That leader on the team, okay, and a lot of times you hear, "Oh, you want to be the man," okay. So just using that as tongue in cheek, but we're really talking about those athletes that really want to be that person. They they want to be it. They want to be that spotlight. They want to be the star. They want to be that person, but aren't always willing to do all the things necessary to actually get there, or they when moments get tough they pull back and don't want to own it they don't want to lead through it right there's moments all throughout the season where they may say I I want to have the spotlight I want the ball I want I want that you know the opportunity at the end of the game and things of that nature but then all these other moments in between where they've got to step into their leadership space of being that person where they've got to have that conversation they've got to you know, approach the team and get them back on track after tough losses. They're not willing to do that, or they don't want to do that. And it's as, as if on one end, they want to be the limelight man, but not the down and dirty man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And and you've probably seen that over the years, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, There's so many different parallels there that where you do see this take place. And first and foremost, I think it kind of goes to that point is so many people want to be there to celebrate the good times or be involved in the celebration, but don't want to do what's necessary to get to that point. And then culturally, you know, we can talk about this here in a little bit. I have a few notes on it, but I see it so often and I saw it so often in school when we're talking about teams or people being involved in athletics, and now to some degree with my oldest son who's getting more involved in sports, so many people want that feeling of being there and having the spotlight and sharing that or even being that person out in front with it. But when it comes time to do the extra work that it requires or all those little things that the man needs to do in order to have that title, whether, you know, again, like you said, male or female here, very few are willing to do what it takes. Um, So a lot to dig in there.
0: Yeah. And, and it's unfortunate, right. And, you know, this, this one is, is very applicable to where I am right now with one of our teams. You know, we, we recently, you know, we've had some great success early in this year and recently we had a, a very tough loss. It was an emotional loss. Uh, against a tough opponent, kind of a rival, uh, we had it in our hands, and we let it slip through our, you know, slip through our hands. There, the team came back. It was a tough loss, and the players were really taking it tough. And they, we had done so well. Like, I mean, literally, I forget the exact number of wins in a row, but it was like double digit wins in a row. So, like, it was almost we weren't accustomed to it anymore. We almost forgot what it feel like, felt like to lose in a game like that. And and this was on a Friday night, and everybody on the team was really emotional. They were really upset, and there was a little bit of unhealthiness kind of taking place in the locker room a little bit. And the next day, we needed to get back on track. We needed to get back on track. Mm-hmm. And Coach was going to have them come in on a Saturday morning, and, and we needed to kind of discuss and kind of work through some of the things that took place the night before, but really just emotionally needed to get back on track. Listen, we're still in a great position. We're still at the top of the league. Like, let's not kid ourselves. Last night did not derail us from any of, any of our goals or anything like that. We're still sitting in the driver's seat for everything we want to accomplish. And it's interesting because one of the players who is a younger player uh, absolutely adore this player. and And they, in many ways, have the talent to be the man. Want to be the man oftentimes, especially in game. They want the spotlight. They love the the interviews after the game. They love the press clippings. They love being spotlighted as that person in the highlight reels on social. Like, oh, love all that stuff. Absolutely. Didn't want to show up to practice Saturday morning.
1: Too early or just didn't want to go at all? Too
0: emotional of a setting. Too, like, it was so frustrated from the night before, so frustrated about different things in the game and not wanting to, literally, not wanting, needing time. Needing time. Okay. Needing time. Gotcha. And didn't want to go to practice the next morning. But very interesting because this player, like, once again, will run to the front to be in the limelight and, and obviously not sharing names because I don't want it to even feel like it's being singled out for this person because the reality is this happens all over the place.
1: Literally just had the conversation with a friend last night at dinner and he's uh, pretty high up in one of the grocers down here in Florida and talked very similar about what you just shared. So It translates from sports, as I mentioned, the school earlier, but especially in the working world as well. I think there's a lot here to kind of what's going on with this particular player. It's not just in that person and they're in a silo. But I think this is something that's becoming, unfortunately, a trend culturally throughout all these different facets of life.
0: Where where do you see it showing up in other areas of like young? In school? School, Yeah.
1: It used to frustrate me as being a teacher then who was also a coach. And so you would see it a little bit in both realms as the teacher and as the coach. But when the team is doing really well, people in the school are the first to hype up the team to celebrate it and talk about it. Oh, it's a big game. You know, it's great. Let's say the team isn't doing as well recently or maybe they're down this year from the last year they start dogging their own team in their own school and hyping up another player or another school because it's more popular and in the moment and so for them I would always ask them like oh are are you playing in the game are are you going to practice after school Are, are you are you doing all that work Because when the team was winning, they're the first ones that are there hyping them up, posting on social, celebrating them, talking about it's our school, blah, blah, blah. Team's not doing so well jumping ship. So it's like when the first little bit of adversity hits in that regard, we jump ship. Now, when the player hits from from the athlete perspective, I don't know the intricacies of this team, but on the outside looking in, it seems like other teams to where... The first bump in the road or first real test or first adversity hits, gonna take a back seat a little bit because it's not easy. It it's doesn't come cool. naturally.
0: Not as cool either.
1: No, not nearly as cool. The
0: bandwagon's not as full off a loss, right?
1: No. So I think that's 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 a big thing right there. The bandwagon thing. It is so our, our kids these days, and I hate to say it in that in that regard. But it's more celebrated almost to jump ship or the bandwagon, it's easier to just go with the crowd and change your perspective or who you're who you're riding with or who you're down for, rather than just go through that adversity with them, because everyone else is doing it. And and our athletes, that's why I tell them all the time, you're so special, because you're the ones that have to deal with this. You're the ones that are going through it. Everyone else is just on the sidelines watching and they don't have to, they don't have to go through the storm to get to the other side of it. They can jump the ship and come back later if they want to. Right. But we can't do that.
0: I think players also need to understand how much greater this whole thing becomes from an experience standpoint when we do deal with the adversity. Right. When we do have it. I mean, when things are easy, it's it's cool. It, it reminds me of. I've said this many times, like not all championships are created equal. And you look around the NBA and like when people are jumping ship and like joining super teams and they go in, they win a championship. And yes, there's joy, but I do believe the joy varies significantly based on circumstance. You Mm -hmm. go and you join a super team and you're there for one year and you win the championship. Awesome. But then you take a situation like a, here in DC, Alex Ovechkin, Hockey player for the Washington Capitals, arguably one of the best hockey players ever to live. He's on pursuit right now, just like LeBron at the time of this recording, on pursuit to win the scoring title. Alex Ovechkin is in second place, pursuing Wayne Gretzky in his scoring um title. Right. The Capitals, three and a half years ago at this point, won the Stanley Cup. And it had been over a decade of attempts with the same organization. Years and years of falling up short, years and years of being doubted, years and years of being questioned that he doesn't have it in him for Alex Ovechkin of all these years where he came up short and winning the Stanley Cup. Right. He did not jump ship. He did not throw other people under the bus. He kept showing up, kept working, kept working. And he eventually, I forget the exact year at this point, probably it was year 11 or so or year 12, right? Many, many attempts. He finally broke through and won the Stanley cup. And I'll never forget after, you know, they always skate around with the cup over their head, you know, and they hand it to the captain first, that that victory lap. You can go back and look at this. I still get chills when I watch it and I'll never forget it. They handed Alex the, the Stanley cup and he grabs it and he puts it up and hoists it over his head and he does it while I'm literally getting goosebumps right now as I as I kind of share the story as he throws it up he does it with this loud just roar and it literally felt like it was 12 years of emotion and just joy just coming out of him just being like
1: we did it Yeah, that primer kind of like roar where you could almost like hear it probably in the stadium in the upper deck rafters there.
0: That is an individual that in that moment is recognizing, yes, I am the man of this team. But it it was elevated because he had gone through so many years of doing all the stuff the man is supposed to do, facing the reporters facing exactly. the adversity, showing up after tough losses, doing all those things. And yes, they were painful. Yes, they were tough. But it actually produces a greater victory in the end when you fight through it. And I think one thing from this conversation, wanting to be the man and so often young people shine away from the difficult parts that really help kind of establish you as that person on your team. I think it's so important for coaches. We remind them, how it's producing a greater victory for us in the future. It really is. And I don't think kids are mature enough and and experienced enough to really recognize that. We have to help guide them through that and say, listen, these tough losses, these little bits of adversity, these little moments where it's challenging and it's painful, let's keep fighting through that. This is part of what it takes to make the victory so grand at the end, so sweet at the end. It's going to elevate what we're doing Let's not run away from it. It is part of the process. And in fact, it is actually an enhancer of the right. process. It's an enhancer.
1: It really is. I would always share, get to the point of enhancing, like two different kind of stories with athletes to try to, because like you said, I think sometimes for them, it's very difficult to be in that situation and really kind of understand it at the level that we do as adults. So I would always share the process of like diamonds, like a diamond isn't made unless it goes through intense pressure, it has to face that pressure in order to be refined. And if you're looking at like pearls, pearls, Have to go through a similar process through, you know, in in the ocean and the filtration and the oysters and all of that. It's just a grain of sand eventually that gets turned into this, but it has to be refined. It has to be enhanced. It has to go through a process. And for us, in order to become champions or to become the person on the team that's deserving of that accolade and that spotlight, you have to be willing to go through adversity and realize that that is only making you better. And as adults, we realize that sometimes even later, you know, we all go through seasons of life where we can look at it be like, oh, I just keep getting one thing after another, one thing after another, and then you come out of it on the other side of it. And you realize that was just kind of breaking down the things that needed to be taken away from you in order to become the better version of yourself. So we have to like, I think as coaches, that's where we can come in and really help the athletes kind of understand that. In order to be the best version of yourself, you have to go through adversity. You have to fail. You have to go through the difficult times. You just can't wish it away and want it to be easy because then it's like, you know, you're, you're building a foundation on sand instead of building a foundation built on concrete and rock. And if you
0: shy away from those moments of adversity, please don't come back to me wanting to be that guy, right? Please don't come back to me wanting to be that girl that person that let you can count on me. I'm going to be that one, like run it through me. Right. Let me go out front. None, if you, if you shy away from that, you lose your ticket, you lose your pass to be able to experience that you've got to. And I, and I think from a coaching standpoint, it is critical. And I want to encourage you coaches to do the following. If you've got players on your team that, that would, Fall in line with this title wanting to be that guy, wanting to be that girl, the man. And they are not afraid to step in front of the camera if the reporter needs to talk to someone after a game, right? They are not afraid to share the huddle highlight tapes and the mix tapes and do all of that. They're not, not they're not afraid to get the spotlight as the starter run out, and they want to be the last starter announced in basketball because that's the one, that's the prominent one, okay? If they want all of those moments and want to be that person, I need you to ask them this question. Can I lose with you? And not only ask them that question, but engage in a discussion around that question. Can I lose with you? That's the first thing. And what's it going to look like and feel like to lose with you? What am I going to get in those moments? And I just want to ask you that player because I would love for you to be the man for us. I would love for you to be the man for us. I would love for you to be that player for us. I just want to make sure you're equipped for it. And there's going to be some adversity and there's going to be some challenges. There's going to be losses and maybe frustrating losses that even cause us to point fingers and things like that. There's me moments where you don't want to show up and address the team or, Walk back in that locker room knowing everyone's heads are going to be down to really be that person to lift everyone back up. There's going to be all these moments. I need to know what am I getting, and, and I want you to answer that. You know, not you specifically, Kyle, but I want the no, player. Right. I want the player to answer that. And we need to start discussing it because it's going to happen. And and I don't want it to be a shock or a surprise that when the emotions do come and the things do get difficult. It needs to be something we've already planned for, we've already discussed it. You know, we talk a lot and lead them up. You run from red, right? So we try to prepare them. Like, there's going to be moments of red, frustration and annoyance, and challenges and headaches and things like that, right? We all deal with them. But once again, it's your bounce back speed. That's the, that's the key. How fast can you get back in the green? So, coaches, ask that question. Find those. Talk to those players, and tee it up in the way of hey listen, I know you're in position right now, especially from a talent standpoint to kind of be that person for us. And, and I don't know, is that, is that something like being that guy? I don't know what that all means, but like, does that intrigue you? Oh yeah, coach. I would love that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Perfect. I would love to, I'd love for you to be that person and then get into the conversation. So yeah. now all of a sudden you've kind of opened their eyes and ears and willingness to engage in this. Cause you're kind of playing into their ego a little bit. Hey, do you want to be that guy? You want to be that person? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Perfect. Now that I got your attention. Can we talk about something? Cause want to help you get there, but this is what's going to play in. This is how I see it. This is how I see, I don't know, false prophets. You could say a lot of fakes over the years, right? People that say they want it, but don't really want it. Let me tell you my experience They they want it at certain points, but in the moment it gets tough, they dip out. I just want to know, is that what you're going to do? Is that how you're going to be? Should I start planning and preparing that if we go on a losing streak, that I've got to save you and drive to your house and baby you back onto the team? Help me understand what am I getting from you?
1: Yeah, I think it'd be helpful, too, to ask them when you're having that conversation or who, who are the players that you want to ride with? Who Who's the teammates that you want to have that when adversity hits, how do you want them to respond? I think that can help them maybe internalize a little bit of like, you know, you need to be what you want to see, right? We always say that leadership is not about you. It begins with you. Well, tell me, who do you want to be the person? What type of person do you envision? Who has been that before? Who do you emulate? Who do you look up to? What do they do? Um, and, and, and when like you do that.
0: And, and like paint a bad picture. Let's right. say we get, let's say we have a rough loss and we're finger pointing and all of that tell me what type of person you want to see what, or what type of person we need to see show up the next day. Like, how do you envision that scenario? Hey, let me tell take you through a scenario. You know, you lose, we lose a tough one. We, we, we were up 12 with two minutes left against a rival. You know, we didn't play well at the end. They came back. It was an embarrassing. We were at home in front of our home crowd. You're frustrated with your role. You thought so-and-so didn't do what they needed all these different things, right? Tell me the next morning.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, tell me
0: how, what's the vibe going to look like? How's it going right. to feel? How are you yeah. going to? What are you going to do? Like, what do you envision you being comfortable enough to do right now? Exactly. Are you just going to show up and have your head down and not talk to anyone and just have this awkward, really difficult practice? Are you going to come in and try to try to flip people's perspectives and create some connectivity and? you know, dap some teammates up and really get the energy going to kind of bounce back? Like, right. what are you
1: going to do? You're going to be there at the door greeting them and you're going to send out an encouraging text in the morning. I mean, are you going to be the one that's putting in the extra work, staying just a few minutes later? You're not going to have to give up a whole Saturday, but yeah, what are you willing to do? What are you willing to do to be that person? Hey, this is Josh from Chick-fil-A and author of the Adulting 101 book series. And this is today's Leadership Nugget. Assume positive intent when interacting with others. It can be easy to feel frustration whenever we disagree with someone that we work with. Launching into a conversation with your guard up and prepared to fight can easily be our default position. But the reality is that most people you work with are trying to help accomplish the same goal, even if their method may look a little bit different than yours. So the next time you go into a conversation that involves feedback or critique, Assume that the person on the other side of the table is trying to help you and the company get better. This small change to perspective will change your outlook on the conversation. Now let's jump back into the episode.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's part of fighting for it. I think one thing with the man, you know, using that theme, they fight for it. They fight for it and they fight in the good and they fight in the bad and they are always fighting for it. And and when you fight for it at that level, you know what? I will say, oh yeah, yeah, that's the man. Yeah. That person, you need to go talk to so-and-so ABC, ABC seven. You need to go talk to so-and-so he, he's yeah. our man.
1: Yeah. It's like, tell, tell me about, you know, one of the questions too could be is when you're evaluating that or getting them to think about it. Tell me about the calluses that you have built up. You know, not, you know, maybe not on a bar from the weight room on the palm of your hand, but what are the mental calluses that you have? What are the obstacles you've overcome? What are the adversity that you have faced and, and helped teammates overcome or if you don't have any calluses, why not? Has it always been just that great from you? Or when adversity hits, you the one that just kind of slides to the back and lets someone else do that? Because that could be a point of pride. And I think, again, that's something that, you know, we could build as a celebration is if you have a bunch of calluses that you've built up because you've overcome these obstacles and challenges then that creates confidence to lead and it creates confidence to step out in front of other people and get them to another level, but you can't get to that. And people don't want to follow. It's like you and I, and I'm sure Adam for you, you're not really probably going to take advice from somebody who hasn't done what you want to do or hasn't shared some type of pain point. Like, you know, we're not really probably going to follow or listen to someone that's saying it's all great, but, not telling us the adversity that they've hit. like you and I have read and listened to David Goggins, right? If you talk about someone that's gone through extremes to overcome challenges to be that person, but you know our athletes need to kind of understand no one wants to listen and hear how great it is from somebody that didn't overcome some type of struggle. And that struggle might just be a blessing for you to increase your you know kind of influence on the team and even greater beyond the team. Yeah. So if they can kind of see it through that lens, then they might be a little bit more willing to undertake that challenge or not run from it so quickly.
0: And you may have to guide that player through that conversation to kind of understand what is potential like pain. But yeah, I mean, have you talked a player off the ledge? Right. Have you have you flipped a locker room that was really down and flipped it up after a tough loss? Like have you had these moments of one-on-one conversation where certain player was just done, right? They're giving up and you brought them back. I mean, have you had these moments? And if you have, like, it's almost like you're interviewing them for an application for a job position. But if they have, great. Okay, you've got some characteristics of what I'm looking for in the man. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got that. If you don't have any of that, now, now I'm a little concerned. And maybe that then causes you to lean into the conversation even greater. If you don't have any of this, that, that makes me a little more concerned that that you aren't built to be the man. You've never had, I mean, you don't, you don't even, you can't even tell me the last time you've ever talked someone off the ledge or like put out a fire, things of that nature. Even you don't just going out
1: of your way to encourage somebody and build them up. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So coaches, I think this conversation, what I would love for everyone to engage in is really this conversation with those individuals on the team to really talk through what it looks like and feels like to be that person, to be that player for us and begin preparing and setting expectations for the good and the bad because they've got to be able to show up in both areas in order to really be able to kind of claim that title and and we can't allow our players to continue to want it on certain ends want it in the good but then refuse to own it in the bad and that is what's happening in so many instances so for us you know we've got to talk about it and you know, going back to my story the player did not show up on saturday hmm. the player did not show up
1: and the, uh, how how did the response thing on monday how it, do you know how that player responded at practice or then how the next week went so this is
0: in real time okay so at the time of this recording practice uh is in 20 minutes
1: to be determined, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's to
0: be determined. Yeah. I will be with them later this week, you know. And then there's been text messages and things of that nature, you know, that have been going around. But you know, once again, it's just it goes back to this player who is like a lot of players around the country. Sure. And when when the going is good, oh the best, the best. Couldn't Absolutely. ask for a better player. Couldn't ask for a better teammate. Well, when things get a little tough, they slide. They slide and they just don't really want any of it. And, and that is a challenge and that that's a problem. And it's one we've got to work through. And And I own not being intentional enough in that conversation proactively to hopefully have prevented it. I viewed this person as that person because we've had such good during our time together, right? Right. That I assume that this person is that person. They're good.
1: Now they and have then, a le- leadership injury here that they got to overcome. And,
0: and now there's a little, you know, they definitely have a leadership injury. They've got to, you know, rehab from from not showing up, you know, on Saturday. Right. And and, and there were some good conversations on Saturday about recognizing. Just recognizing the challenge and the the real emotions of that player, not wanting to be there and just being really upset about Friday night's game and, and different things of that nature. There was actually really good support generated from the team, saying we you know we need to be there for that player and and lift up that player and not ostracize them because they're not here today, right? But knowing you know they're they're a friend of ours and we care about that person, so there was really good conversation. But that player does have to have a little leadership injury to overcome. They've got to rehab their way back because they've they've kind of set themselves back a little bit in their leadership presence on the team. But once again, from my role, just always looking to see how could I have helped play a better role. I needed to have been more intentional. I just I, I assume and trusted that this person is who they were and that I've seen in all these good moments and recognize, Adam, maybe I need to slow down and actually have a conversation and say you know, what's it going to look like if we actually have a little stretch here towards the end of the year, potentially a couple of games in a row where we're not dominating and winning, right? And people are finger pointing, like, what's it going to look like? And and I've learned my lesson, actually. I, I need to be better at that. I need to be more intentional in those conversations with some of those players that have major influence that are out front in front of the camera, literally post game and things of that nature. Yeah to make sure that they still want to be that person, even in the tough times. So, but yeah, we'll see. You know, if you're following along on the podcast, we'll give an update at some point. Kyle, don't let me forget that. My mind is always 100 million places. So don't I let me forget you. that. I'll I, make a it.
1: note here for our next recording.
0: I am trusting and, and believing based on some conversations that player goes back in today, kind of owns it, apologizes for not showing up, um, and and everything falls back in line. In fact, I actually think it serves as a major maturity growth moment for that player
1: could be huge yeah big catalyst
0: could be yeah so i'm actually envisioning that playing out but we'll see we'll see how it plays out so i'll keep everyone posted but as always appreciate you listening on behalf of the entire lead em up team adam and kyle here have fun and lead them up